Welcome to Spiritually Clatch It. It's a safe place for the real ones to relate. We woke, but with the shits. The epitome of classy, bougie, and ratchet. We pray, turn up, focus on self-care, and more. Living in luxury and abundance, connecting with our soul tribe. This is Spiritually Clatch It, the podcast. What's up, party people? <laughs> Welcome. Greetings. How y'all doing? <laughs> We're here. <laughs> You've arrived at Spiritually Clash at the podcast. And we're happy. Clearly. <laughs> and we're queer. Happy Pride Month. Yes. <laughs> Before it ends, let's talk about it. How's everybody feeling tonight? Oh, at this very moment. <laughs> I'm feeling. Yes. <laughs> I am alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I feel pretty love stoned. Love stoned? Yeah. What does that mean? Thank you. You know, hi. Oh, off love. Really? I was excited. Now. I thought it was something now. That song by Justin Timberlake. Oh. I think that she knows. Never mind. She knows. <laughs> 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 so you have your old experience. I love it. Yeah. I mean, we all are having that. But anyway, Hello. what's new with everybody? Yeah. Or old? <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. I just nothing. Just people in out here around other peoples, you know. <laughs> you out <have> that? <laughs> or you just work it? I be trying to do both and it's getting to me. Gotta oh. find balance. Yeah. Right. Gotta dial it back a little bit. Yes. Well, it's a couple more days to Miami. Honey. <sighs> that's that's the problem. I'm just so excited and trying to get ready for it that I'm exhausting myself. Oh, I mean, that. I mean that's how it typically goes sometimes. Yeah, but I'm happy to be alive. Yeah, nonetheless. MJ, how are you feeling? <sighs> new with you? Well, you know, for the past what two weeks or so, I've been recuperating. No, so yeah. I am not fully a hundred percent. I'm more like a what's your problem? Seventy. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, we were out at Sweetwater Creek, and I fell. Yeah, busted my Ooh. knee pretty bad, and yeah. just refused to go to the doctor right away or anything like that. And it turned into an infection and all of the things. So, yeah. I'm it was yeah. it was it, it was an experience there yeah. when that happened it we we made it through but I'm glad that you're at least past the infection stage and at the healing stage and like got a a percentage of betterness did you get some aloe <laughs> no <laughs> it's not it's not quite closed but based on what she said but yeah, by the time like, we get to Florida here, okay 
Well, no, I'm saying, can't you put aloe on that? It has to be burned. It I has to be was completely well, scabbed over for me to put anything on there. Like I just was able no, to put no. neosporin on it the other day. Then you can put some aloe. If you on can there. put, if you can put neosporin, <laughs> you can put aloe for sure. It's natural. It's like water. Yes, for sure. Okay. As long as you don't have an aloe allergy, you can put it on there. Well, unless somebody is gonna bring it to me of these three flights of steps that I've been stuck under. <laughs> and it ain't oh, no nobody's the car. It is. You can get aloe at Publix for sure. 100 percent The plant or just the gel? The, the plant. plant. The plant. The for actual sure. plant. A hundred percent. Just open not it and a, let it leak on there. And not a myth. It'll be healed the next day. Right at Publix. That sounds disgusting. It it's does. magical. But it will be though. healed the next day. It's magical. It will not be open anymore. It will not be leaking. It'll it just is be magical. magical. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. I had a burn the day before I went to Miami mm-hmm. years ago, like with the iron, and it was pink and gross. And was it open? Like it blistered and open, right? Yes. And yep. I put aloe on it the day I got there, and the next day it was healed. Mm. It's like. I burnt the entire palm of my hand when I was a kid by grabbing a cast iron straight out of the oven. I didn't, I pulled it out of the oven with mitts, but then I realized the handle was sticking out and I was like, oh, the baby might try to grab it down. So I just grabbed it to turn it and put my entire hand over the cast iron, burnt my fingers, my palm, and whatever part of the top that's not the palm of the hand is called. <laughs> the top row, the balcony. <laughs> I burnt all of that. Mm-hmm. I put aloe and vitamin E on it. When I say I was in excruciating pain, my whole hand was like throbbing, and all I could do is just go to sleep because I was in so much pain. When I woke up from my nap, my hand looks like how my hand looks right now. It looked absolutely unscathed, untouched. Like aloe is like magic, swear to God. 11 11 sorry mm. <laughs> okay. it is it's 11 11 but it's not 11 11 but it is. it is it totally is in real time guys real time at night time <laughs> okay let's get this show going what is the word of the week so The word I have is gauche. Not to be confused with gauche, but gauche. Mm -hmm. G-A-U. It's an adjective. And it means lacking ease or grace. Unsophisticated and socially awkward. And just in our (laughs) introduction, I thought of a sentence. (laughs) I definitely didn't have no gauche at the list. Girl, where was it? My gear is not gauche. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't for me, but we're supposed to go be wild all the weekend. Like, okay. Soul tribe vibes. I get it. I feel like looking at the word, like seeing it, it makes me want to use it in a sentence incorrectly. I know, right? I kept thinking of using it as the opposite of what it means. And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, like the complete opposite. Like, yes. the, like fancy bougie. Like she's yes. from gauche. Look at her. Well, you know what? You know what would be really funny though? Is if we like, mean as, girl. like a sarcastic. Yes, exactly. Like 
use it as a compliment, but really not. Like, oh gosh, I love your outfit. It's so gauche. Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only sophisticated. <laughs> yes, girl, that wig is gauche. <laughs> now you know you just started something. It's happening. It's <laughs> happening. It's going to definitely happen in the very near future. I hope I'm recording when it does. Go Shade, go Shade, go <laughs> So all of you out there listening, you make sure that you share this word. Say it with your friends. Say it with your chest. Oh, use, use it, it with your, your friends. friends. Listen, we already said what time it was. Bear with me. <laughs> it's all right. You know what to do. Anyway, it's time for the tea and the dish so let me get right into it um beyonce dropped break my soul on juneteenth happy juneteenth by the way you know (laughs) love it and she officially set the tone for summer the internet (laughs) y'all lied to me i'm so sorry i'm not riding the wave no, that's I was about to say. That's she set the tone. Everybody talking about being outside even more. Talking about they ain't gonna quit their job, but they talk about it and they think about it. Hmm. Listen, <laughs> I just have to be clear that I am more of the ratchet part of this podcast. So I was like, oh, so who else gonna drop an album? Because I'm waiting for my vibe. <laughs> when, <laughs> when is it coming when is it coming because it ain't happened yet somebody or <laughs> some suggestions because Beyonce ain't it for me this round and it's okay I still love her I won't you know, sit down if we go to the club and they play her song but I don't think I can twerk to it I'm just saying I mean you, I, it, I don't think it's necessarily a twerk song Okay, I so I gotta do the robot? Like, what no. do I do? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. I think it's just meant to be like a feel-good, uplifting song. It's definitely that. I put it on my so high vibrations playlist. No, baby. What? I mean, I wouldn't call it like festival, a summer anthem. But, festival dancing. You know, it's a like, feel-good song. Brush your teeth. Take a shower. Lotion Room your body. Dancing. Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm already in the zone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, yes, mm. the tone okay. for summer. <laughs> we will see. We shall see. <laughs> I listen, when I heard it, I was 45 seconds in and I was like, yep, I'm adding this to my high vibrations playlist because this is like, I want to start my day. Boom, boom, release your. Uh, 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 no. I'm ready. Listen, I would listen. rather go to. Kanye Sunday service like it's please. the drag queen in me now I love it listen, it Kanye is everything it do listen but I'm even <laughs> and I don't even listen to gospel music but I'm telling you I would rather do that than listen to <laughs> you're just Ooh. not a house music fan I'm not okay the only way it works for me is if we're doing aerobics like that's it no <laughs> she, aerobics. she like she like she like she like Miami house music <laughs> that is not deciding <laughs> it's not it that really is spiritually clatchet. This is just spiritually. Yeah, no, it's something. not. <laughs> this is, you know, it's it's like California house music. Music. It's oh. like I'm mm. going to a gay club, and this is what they listen to. It's like going on an elevator at the Hard Rock. Not you know. an elevator. 
at the Hard, hard Rock, rock? like never, at at like so a, a a party casino hotel, like you know, a Vegas elevator going up. I just you hope that the tequila suffices <laughs> helping me get in the mood because I just I'm very skeptical. <laughs> Yeah. Well, a lot of people are. People have complaints also about Drake's um, girl. Screen. Never mind. Oh, why? Just why? What y'all <laughs> doing? Did they get together and have a plan to like <laughs> fuck up Summer with <laughs> the bullshit? Because what? Yeah. What are you thinking? I'm not gonna lie. I haven't been excited by a Drake project in quite a while. I did give it a half a listen. Um, I heard some things that I could like get jiggy with. I heard some things that I could pass on. I mean, I probably would listen to them on a playlist, but not add them to my library. Maybe. But I added Break My Soul because I ain't even gonna hold you. I would rather listen to <laughs> Jocelyn's entire album. No. <laughs> start to finish. <laughs> than to listen to a playlist with Drake and Beyonce right now. What? I just I said, damn, bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. I would do it like it's my B-Day, baby. Baby. <laughs> but everybody else isn't on board for the switch up either. But I respect, you know, the, I respect the variety because I know everybody likes something different. Like, I'm not mad you know at their artistry, would, but I'm ready would, for the next round. You know who would fucking kill it right now if they just blessed us? T-Pain. Rhea, oh, T-Pain. Why yeah. did you say T-Pain? Yes, baby. Yes. Baby. I feel like he could convince me. With the techno? Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> I do. Giving you a different he, type of feel. With, with Rihanna. Can do I can see that. Yeah. T-Pain can do anything. Don't make me start standing for T-Pain right now. Because, <laughs> girl, we will have a 20-minute segment. We talk about all Listen. the kind of things that I love about T-Pain. Tallahassee? What? Okay. Yes. I love his confidence as an artist, so I think he could convince me. So I love his everything. I love all it. Anyway, we got to stop. T-Pain, oh, where, your, where, where your project at? <laughs> Since this is what we doing. Show me something. Or Rihanna or Nicki Minaj, if you in the mood. I wow. know you got Baby Bear over there or whatever. Mm. I'm not asking for a house album. I'm saying an album, period. Like, you know. Yes. I've never been a huge Nicki fan personally. So Yeah, me neither. I mean, I've never been a huge fan, but I there's mm. never been a time where I ain't fuck with a song. Like, there's somebody who there's a rap artist out there that I feel like that about. You know what realization I made just today? What? I like Moneybag Yo. Like, like, oh, like. Because I was like, okay, so today I had this dumb issue where I had to drop my car off and then I wasn't able to pick it up from the service shop in time. So I had to drive my mom's other car to work and it didn't have anything, no Bluetooth, no nothing. So I'm just in the car, like, trying to listen to my phone and I find a radio station and they're playing some song and I'm like, oh, I can tell that's Moneybag Yo. I can hear his okay. voice. Like, and when I realized, like, damn, you know his voice, I was like, well, what's the name of the song? And the name of the song is Scorpio. And I was like, bitch, I knew this felt oh, like yes, me. I really like that song. It felt like me. It felt like me. It felt like me. So I just started listening to his album. And I'm like, yeah, I really am fucking with this. Like, his album that I'm listening to. Like, well, I'm right glad. Before, there we right go. Right before we were recording. I'm in ground. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, we, we're going to listen to that 
on the way. Yes. Sure. And who is <laughs> oh, this? Money bag yo. Can yeah, you guys I listen don't even to think the, I know who that is. To the to the Drake and Beyonce while I'm sleepy. <laughs> Not <laughs> while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I mean, I personally am probably not gonna want to listen to Drake. Like Okay, great, great. We not that, that Drake. We have so much more Drake we can choose. Man, like, right, not that Drake. <laughs> we have we can listen to every single Drake album we love the whole way there and still be okay. You but... know what? I'm gonna have to look up some old mixtapes. <laughs> not even albums. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, while we were on the topic of Beyonce, Blue Ivy also had the internet all abuzz when she Girl. went to this basketball game with Looking her dad, just like her mom. Oh my god, I was just like, oh my god. First of all, in a minute, she's gonna be literally 1920. Like we're Stop gonna it. see her like a full grown, like <gasps> I cannot take it. I like, can't either. She literally is like, oh, we're on camera and her dad's trying to hug her. She's like, uh-uh, oh, my hair. Right. <laughs> so cute. Dad, you embarrassing me. And listen. He's Jay-Z. I, you don't listen, know who your dad is, girl? She, Let him she, embarrass you. She don't her care. Her entire that. life, she's been telling her parents to pipe down and chill out and stop doing the most. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> She you don't so remember dumb. when she was? I saw when she at the Grammys and she shushed them like, "Okay, simmer down." Like, <laughs> yeah, like this is not that big of a deal. She stay like I feel like she runs that house. She's <laughs> her sign. I got to look this up. <laughs> she, she was like, "You gotta stop," because she and is definitely like the calm. She's she's just beautiful. All those babies are beautiful. That Capricorn. Oh yeah, that's actually not the case. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but okay. Definitely not. She's the quiet but to the storm. Listen, she, we got to find out what time because she's showing up a certain way. But listen, the Capricorn is in there, and we just ain't seen that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You Her know mama's right. a Virgo too. Mm, how that yeah, work? Yeah, we're gonna be talking about them later on. Oh, Virgos? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, while Blue Ivy had the internet buzzing, it caused Saucy Santana to trend, even though he was trending for a different reason. They all decided to bring it all back together because it was happening at the same time, and the internet likes the internet. hmm So Saucy Santana was doing a show in Houston, and... He started popping off, you know, at uh, the mouth, talking about uh, women and how gays be needing them. Uh, um, how women, how women be needing the gays. To, what to be, to be, like to be popping, to be women. Like when you need your hair done, who you gonna call? When you need the outfit, when nice. you need your lashes slay, nice. when you need da 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 like the gays, the gays, you and you need a friend, you know. And it was like Maybe. we we as much as you're open in love, like it was like that's kind of downing women. Not even kind of. And let's downing not forget women. who you trying to be like. Honey. The em- the emulation is coming from a you know from the other side, but he was trending for that, and then the people's like, and 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 since you want to open your mouth, let me also share. So they started bringing up these old tweets 
about Saucy Santana talking about Blue Ivy when she was younger, calling her nappy headed and talking about her looks. What? Yes. I missed it. So, oh no, he tweeted that, you know, she, she literally, he literally said nappy headed, like your nappy headed baby hair or something like that. Stop it. Then, then he said, um, like Northwest drags Blue Ivy, she could never something like not, something along. We're not gonna he, do that. He not did do that. that. Why are we talking about people's kids? Ex- oh, exactly. But even like, the undertone, I'm not feeling at the fuck all. Exactly. And I've exactly. never had an issue with him at all. I personally kind of liked him in some instances, but yes, right here. Oh. Yes, that's how I feel. That's how I felt. I mean, it just kind of just shows. That's why your career is kind of stagnant. Hello. Hello. And he was literally just starting to build momentum. Yep. I was just mentioning the fact that he was pictured in the, the little freshman class. Oh, yeah. Double XL magazine cover or something like that. So he's starting to catch a wave even on the mainstream in that way. But you got to be aware of what you do. But he standing on what he said. He basically said at that same show in Houston uh-uh. that he was not going to apologize and he doubled down like whatever I said what I said type shit. You really talking about their kids. You said it. Okay. Yeah, but you know, he's not the first celebrity to to get called out for talking about specifically blue specifically Blue Ivy. Though. It's one thing to talk about her but that comparison is what really put me like in like uh, gross yeah no but they're talking about her looks as well i know and that's not acceptable either it's just but to add you know insult to injury and man certain things should be off limits and this child ain't did nothing to you so why you feel you need to tune your mouth up to say anything about anybody they a grown-ass man were they then though too because this is now probably seven years ago but that don't change what you said right but there there was um a vanity fair writer and a harper's bazaar writer who were fired for having comments to say like oh blue ivy's probably going to need to get plastic surgery at a certain age like oh yes baby what she said something like or if they're smart they'll do it while she's young so no yes like she takes after her father like literally she is gorgeous i think i linked it i listen and let's not i'm sorry i'm a mother listen i listen for real let's listen (laughs) some real shit it's some other kids out here that y'all could be talking about but this (laughs) y'all don't even mention they asses you know what i'm saying like what but it's because of who her parents are it's the hate they they she gonna get it it's unfortunate but literally had the audacity to say that she they should get her plastic surgery they of course lost their jobs but absolutely because that's ridiculous yeah plastic surgery to a child that's the dumbest shit i ever heard mm -hmm. any child for whatever reason let your face falling off like relax yeah Uh, and then They had Karushi say something like during a live show when she was hosting and, you know, telling mm-hmm. jokes. And she was saying something from the mind of Blue Ivy, like, what is Blue Ivy thinking in this picture and this picture? And 
one of the last things she said was like, you know, so and so and something, and you know, why my parents don't do my hair? No, ma'am. But she was reading off a teleprompter, and as soon as she said it, it was still like, uh, I'm sorry, Blue Ivy. Like she said it, and then she apologized because she knew like what the fuck, like you know. But okay, because I was gonna be like, no, because she immediately apologized after she read it. She read it and immediately said like, I'm sorry. What she was doing? She said Saturday Night Live or something. It was like a no. It was she was hosting like a BT Awards and was like doing a segment and mm. did that. So they tricked her. We know how they play back there. Oh yeah, they, she said they gave her a script to read beforehand, mm-hmm. and it was not on the script. Mm-hmm. That exactly. But anyway, so another thing I've seen floating out here on the internet is um, College Hill <laughs> has returned to BT Plus. Did either of y'all watch College Hill back in the day when it was out initially? Mm-hmm. A little yeah, bit. Back in the day. For real. Yeah. I probably watched like two and a half good seasons of it before I was on to something else or whatever. But um, I did like it when I first started watching it because, you know, I was all sucked into the HBCU life. But this season is a celebrity season. Mm. So they have. What? Celeb- so they have celebrities yes I'm already like I'm watching (laughs) when I I saw the cast I was like definitely watching this (laughs) who was on it make it make sense well first they're at um, Southern uh, Texas Southern University Um, and it's got Nene Leakes Dream Doll Ray J Slim Thug Lamar Odom Big Frida and India Love in college Right, in, like these are in, what? I'm so confused. Wait, yeah. what? Yes, they have them in college, at college, and doing things on campus. Like, so it's like it, a a road rules type of show, not I, a world type of show. I don't even know if it's a road rules type of show. It's probably more like a. It sounds like it's going to be a challenge or. Yeah, it's not those are real different age groups and everything. Yeah, it's not a challenge. They're gonna be not they're not enrolled as students, but they're gonna be on campus doing different things. Maybe some of them are gonna be working with like student government, maybe some of them are gonna be working with the marching band or whatever, trying to learn a routine. Maybe you know, it seems like check in and see what they're talking about. It seems more like made. Remember that show MTV's made? I want to be made into a HBCU student. And I'm just so curious. So are they gonna be made into something? Or are they gonna be helping make some people you think? I don't I know. I mean it's it's actually out now. It oh okay premiered um six twenty seven. Mm-hmm. And it's on BC plus? Yeah, it's on BET plus. I might have to find out, see what they talking about, because I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe, but I probably won't. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so final little piece of tea. I saw this and I was like, hmm. It says transgender Olympic swimmer Leah Thomas was banned from competing in women's swimming. And I'm like, makes sense. But they have officially put in a policy for FINA, which is like the swim organization, 
and they adopted a new policy on gender inclusion and it said they only permit swimmers who transition who transitioned before the age of 12 to compete in women's events how do they get that number because 12 is usually the age where you generally start puberty exactly but i feel like that's too deep like exactly (laughs) it's they basically are saying you need to like don't they're saying if you haven't transitioned it's not official you paper you already went one whole direction and you got to go backwards so you still not all the way there if you did it as a child you created your situation from before it started happening Mm, I just don't I don't I don't I don't like it that we're even probing that deep you know what I mean I mean I feel as though if there is a in between with the number of I guess hormones or whatever you need to compete then they just have to have a league of their own and not like in a way of segregation but in a way that is still fair to people who identify have with trained their, their whole entire lives to be these olympic athletes it's just yeah. it's just not fair yeah and born in their natural bodies and identify with those natural bodies like they should not have to lose to somebody else who is naturally stronger faster taller longer already you're in the women's swim team competing against some people probably four four eleven and five six and you might be you know six three talk about i'm a you know i'm a woman i'm finna swim and it's like that's just not fair such a touchy such a subject like you want to be together but you gotta make it fair yeah yeah and fair is not always equal definitely yes for sure i mean it can't be because there's too many different Mm -hmm. variables and everybody's different like fair is not equal and i think we confuse that sometimes that's why it's so discombobulated baby yeah (laughs) i was gonna say discomfortable Uh, not even uncomfortable discomfortable discomfortable (laughs) how it feels discomfortable (laughs) not that's how I felt about gauche I was like that's how I wanted to use it go shit your ass down (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to use it so wrong (laughs) I like it But yeah, I I think that what the FINA organization doing is completely like fair and considerate to the other competitors who have been competing, you know, from in that way from the start. Uh, the scientists are saying though, if you have transitioned after the start of puberty, you have an advantage, and that's just unfair. So that's the way the cookie is crumbling, and that's what they decided to do. Aww. Well, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. It is. Until they have an athlete that has transitioned at the age of 12, and then it's going to be something else. Right. I, I mean, mean, let's I, be honest. Most, most parents aren't just honest. letting their children transition. Right. That is, it's, you know, that's a choice. A controversy, usually. Even within households, I 
heard and seen that it can be an issue amongst parents. Allowing- yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the only yeah. person that has made it made it um kind of public to transition their child is that what's that little girl that's on the TLC show? Uh becoming jazz or something like that. Mm. She was she was born a a little boy and she's now a female, but she was transitioning through childhood. Wow. Yeah. Like she had a whole entire show and everything on um TLC. I'm gonna have to look at that because it definitely was very interesting because she has siblings, she has a whole entire family, a mother and a father. And to hear them make the executive decision to allow her to do that. That was, I mean, that was a big, a like, big step. So interesting. Cause I'm just like, I have so many questions about how do you, how are you sure to make that decision now? So early. I kids change so much. Listen, I know all the changes that I've made just since turning 25 to currently. So, <laughs> I mean, and I've seen stories about people transitioning and then wanting to transition back. I've seen all kinds of things. However, really? Yeah. Yes. I've seen absolutely. That. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. nope, this is not right either. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. I've even seen somebody. Have you guys heard of um what is it called? Dang it. My mind just went blank. I had it in my head. It's a different name for multiple personalities. Really? Uh disassociative uh Yes. Yeah, so I was talking to you about that, right? Dids? Disassociative mm-hmm. identity disorder. Yeah. Because I was watching I was watching all those YouTube videos and stuff, yes. That made me think of that. One of the these people were transitioning because one of their multiple personalities, they most of their personalities were of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, I thought about it, you know, long and hard, and you know, they call it like my unit, or you know, they'll say something like that, or what? You know. Yes, like what they refer mean? to all of their personalities as. Is something as a as, as a, like a whole. Yes, exactly. What? Yep. Yes. Ooh, you got to share this with me. Yeah. So the guy, or it, I believe it was a girl. She was transitioning, but she's like most of the, you know, genders in my unit are male, and I've just decided that you know I want them to you know be happy, and you know they get me through all of these things, and. I want to, you know, make sure, like, it was, like, I'm literally going to do this for them. And I'm like, wow. And then I began to wonder. I I don't want to go too deep. We need to end this segment. All right, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That is it for the tea in the dish. (laughs) Bye. We'll be back with more. Thank you for tuning in to Spiritually Clatch at the podcast. I know you're enjoying yourself thus far. Otherwise, your ass would not be here. <laughs> you can upgrade your subscription from loyal listener to engaged audience member by reaching out to the show via Instagram at Spiritually Clatch it. On Twitter at SC the podcast. 
send us an email to spirituallyclatchit at gmail.com or head on over to the anchor.fm app where you can leave us a voice message or ask us a question at anchor.fm forward slash spirituallyclatchit. We need your feedback so we can offer you advice when you need it or provide you with a safe space to air out them grievances. Recommend us a word for the week and you know we need you to bring us your horror stories each and every week so we can keep all these signs accountable. That's right. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-U-A-L-L-Y. C-L-A-T-C-H-E-T, Spiritually Clatchet, on all platforms. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, back to your new favorite show. All right, welcome back. It is 11-11. and it is time to get into the main topic of this week and it's about setting and maintaining boundaries that's right (laughs) good old boundaries what are those For those of you who are wondering, boundaries protect a person's personal or mental space. They involve the physical and emotional limits of appropriate behavior between people and help define where one person ends and the other begins. People typically learn boundaries during childhood within their families. Okay, so what people I don't <laughs> I, I will honestly say I don't think I had a real idea of what my boundaries were right, or, or even what those were I feel like I had rules you know and expectations that were set forth of like what to do like when you get home do your homework clean up you know if I gotta cook pull out the chicken or whatever my job was, you know, do those types of things. Don't answer this though. (laughs) You know, whatever. But boundaries, I don't think that's a thing that I can say I learned in childhood. What about y'all? I believe a lot of us were in our families in survival mode. So, you know, boundaries probably were lacking, especially being intentional, trying to teach it. Like, yeah, no. No, shawty. <laughs> uh, I've been winging it. I'm just learning this concept. I think I'm going to say it's a, probably a combination of both for me. I think as a child, I saw my mother give boundaries. Mm. Um, but boundaries in a sense of I now have this boundary because you've shown me. So this is my way of protecting myself. So it wasn't necessarily like I was, you know, sat down and talked about what boundaries were. It was kind of just, I was shown. Mirrored. Yeah. Yeah. Without having, you know, like a conversation. An explanation or whatever. Yeah. Well, the first thing about boundaries is you have to have clear boundaries and that's the ideal type of boundaries. That's the type of boundaries you want to have. 
Clear boundaries are clearly stated, flexible and adaptable. There is warmth, support, and stability within the family, but each person is able to be assertive, communicate their needs, and develop individual interests and family, relationship, whatever, you know. You're able to assert yourself, communicate your needs, and develop individual interests. And those are clear boundaries. Feels warm, supportive, stable, but still, you know, and still, actually, no buts, and still allows you to assert yourself, say what you need, and be your own person. Then there are rigid boundaries. Rigid boundaries are closed and inflexible, much like a wall that doesn't let anything in or out. Oh, that is me. God damn. Girl. There is <laughs> less engagement and more isolation, both within the family and the outside world. It may be more challenging for family members to communicate needs and express individuality. Open boundaries. <laughs> That's the next one. <laughs> oh, God. Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> Put yourself out there. This is good. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> Open boundaries. Open boundaries are not as clear and might even be fuzzy or loose. It might be hard for an individual or family members to have their needs met. Families with open boundaries may be enmeshed and exhibit more codependency, more okay. codependency traits. That was it. That's what I was feeling. The attachment style definitely has a huge part in this. The the initial boundary setting and, and all of that. Yes. So... Of course, like everything, there is a healthy and an unhealthy way to be involved and do things and all of that. So healthy boundaries allow each person in the relationship to communicate their wants and needs while also respecting the wants and needs of others. Examples of that are being able to say no and someone accepting that no, you know, being able to say being able to honor the needs of the other person, respecting the other person's values, beliefs, opinions, even if they're different from yours, feeling free to share and disclose information, you know, um, and feel as though you don't have to compromise yourself in an unhealthy way. You know, there's always room for change and growth, but not in a way where you feel stifled. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Of course, unhealthy boundaries are, you know, when the safety in the relationship has been compromised and it may lead to more dysfunction in the relationships when your needs are not being met. So the opposite really is having a hard time saying no. You know, I'm going to say yes, even though I don't want to. That's not, you know, healthy. It's not upholding a boundary. Um, having trouble accepting no from others, trying to cross their line, you know, not clearly communicating your wants and needs, um, compromising too quickly, being co coerced or manipulated very easily, or being manipulated, manipulative to get somebody else to do something, and then oversharing personal information. 
um, unhealthy boundaries can quickly turn into abuse, you know, mm-hmm. whether physical, sexual, or emotional. Either way, it's in a violation of your boundaries. Mm-hmm. So people who have been abused as children may not know healthy boundaries. They often grow up with the lack of control over their personal physical boundaries. And they may repeat this pattern well into adulthood because it's familiar and comfortable. Mm. Yeah. I just wanted to say Mm -hmm. um, just even tapping more into the attachment style like perspective. Mm -hmm. I recognize as of late that me being somewhat of an avoidant type of person with my Mm -hmm. that I can tend to use my boundaries as an excuse to put up a wall. <clears throat> yeah. And that's something to be very cognizant of because boundaries are healthy, but if you go OD, then you'll be alone and yeah. miserable. Yeah, rigid boundaries. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was just a little... I know, but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> listen. When I started reading it, I was like, "Well, damn!" Like, I, well, <laughs> not calling me out on the research. Don't what? they say a hurt dog a holler? Okay, <laughs> we are feeding this fed horse tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> I'm gonna put my dog on this flight. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> because I want to be a healthy person (laughs) in all aspects where my cat said to see if I could beat him a skull (laughs) (laughs) two cats with one skull okay I gotta remember the other one (laughs) I got to fuck it I'm gonna google it (laughs) no I'm definitely like listening to this and like ooh interesting there's some self-work to be done still like I thought I was doing good I mean I'm doing good but yeah like I said oh sneaky sneaky here are the other ones instead of saying be the guinea pig be the test tube (laughs) Hmm. instead of bring home the bacon bring home the bagels (laughs) really instead of take the bull by the horns I'm going to take the flower by the thorns (laughs) and then it was instead of kill two birds with one stone feed two birds with one scone and then instead of beat a dead horse feed a fed horse and I came up with dog on this flight instead of dog in this fight on my own I I don't have a dog on this flight use that word (laughs) gotta remember that you you will remember it when the time comes for you to say it you're right you're gonna you it's gonna be a thing where it's a issue you're right because this flight i was being triggered by cherry coke so okay when unhealthy boundaries become abusive (laughs) yes i've experienced that like, yeah. Is that even really a boundary though, or is that like just the manipulation really? Well, no, 
as the last thing we said before we got off track with our minds was <laughs> that unhealthy boundaries can quickly turn into abuse. Yeah. And that could be physical, sexual, or emotional. So if you're not aware, if you're not cognizant of yourself and your surroundings and your relationship and you got that like antenna turned on, you can kind of just coast into a situation that is abusive, you know? Um, so the signs are if you're in a relationship and your partner is violating your physical safety, like moving in hot, coming in close, grabbing too hard, okay, constantly scaring you, mm. exerting excessive control or being hyper-controlling and preventing you from doing reasonable things that you like to do, mm. forcing you to do things that you don't want to do. This behavior is not healthy at all, and it may cross the line into abuse. Sounds like it. And if you are in a situation like that, you can always tell someone that you love and care who you trust, no matter how scary or judgy you think it could be. Like, you do not have to stay in a situation like that ever. You can even call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline if you so choose. That is a real place. And you can go there for help and they will give you resources of what you can do, who to call all those things. Let's get back to boundaries. The main different types of boundaries are physical, sexual, intellectual, mental, emotional, material, slash financial, and then time. Yes, even time. Gotta keep the grip on all of this shit, man. All right, so physical. (laughs) Gonna need some gloves. Listen. (laughs) Some gloves to keep the grip? Yes. Well, we're gonna talk about the things that we need to be mindful of in these type of boundaries to keep it easy. The physical boundaries, of course, that's your body and your personal space. An example of somebody crossing that is teaching children automatically is an example of a physical boundary crossing is teaching children to automatically hug relatives at family gatherings. I recognize that. This may cause them to have a weaker physical boundary. Offering a handshake or just a hello are also polite alternatives. So, you know, that's just a small one. And that will help even in childhood. Or if you're an adult and you were encouraged to do those things, you can say, like, I actually don't want to hug. I'm not really a hugger. How about a high five? How about a handshake? Fist bump. There's so many other things you can do. The kid and play dance, you know, whatever. Okay, and then we have sexual boundaries. This, of course, includes your sexual self and your intimate personal space. Hmm. Sexual sexual boundaries include choices around the types of sexual activity, timing, and partners. These boundaries are crossed when someone pressures you into unwanted intimate affection, touch, or sexual activity. I definitely have had issues with those boundaries in the past, and I know where that comes from, but I definitely worked on that, and I am firm in saying what I mean and meaning what I say now and I'm happy that I've worked on that and I'm not rigid about it I can say too I am just it's a healthy clear boundary I don't want to do this I do want to do this never mind okay I was just playing let's go (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that's 
interesting you mentioned like you you referenced that way like i wonder am i rigid in that manner i don't think so i'm i feel very clear about that at this point in my life that's good like it's not even like a fear or you know apprehension or anything it's just like this is this is my boundary yeah (laughs) and that's how you know it's healthy and it's clear you don't feel a way and anybody who try to make you second guess that then you'll automatically know you're not from my space (laughs) yeah (laughs) so then intellectual and mental boundaries this includes your personal ideas beliefs thoughts and the healthy version of this will be respecting others' ideas. These boundaries are crossed when someone is being dismissive, belittling, or invalidating to your thoughts or ideas. An easy boundary with that is if you talk to somebody who's a fucking hater, don't talk to their ass no more. Mm-hmm. If you talk to somebody who's still your shit, you know, don't tell them nothing, you know. That ooh. Or even incorporate a boundary where you don't tell people, you know, your shit and that way it'll never happen or you know who is safe and trusted safe right. my brain after hours okay no nah, no nah, after dark <laughs> safe <laughs> it ain't safe it ain't safe <laughs> not out shit <laughs> got my ghost ass in the house said <laughs> <laughs> I'll ghost my ass to bed <laughs> Okay, so let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah, that's intellectual and mental. Emotional are your feelings and personal details. These boundaries are crossed, again, when somebody is belittling belittling or minimizing your feelings or sharing your feelings without your permission. That's kind of low-key also gossip or, you know, running back and telling people shit and just... Being a jerk, being dismissive, gaslighting, those kind of things, crossing the lines in every way. Material and financial, these boundaries are crossed when pressure, when you're pressured to lend something, give it away, to spend or loan money when you prefer not to. And this also includes your belongings, so your money and your stuff. Let me hold you, car, borrow this dress, you know. You know, shout out to people who don't mind loaning out their cars because I needed a ride today. Hello. But, <laughs> you know, I love that. Gotta Thanks, love Granny. Got a real one, right? Because she literally just let me drive her car and drive up all her gas. It was not completed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed it. You don't even know. You I don't needed even it. Know. <laughs> and then finally. The type of boundary, the last type of boundary is time. And this is, of Mm. course, includes how you spend and use your time. When you have a job, relationships, and children, and other responsibilities, it is challenging to keep healthy time boundaries. Yes. These boundaries are crossed when you have unreasonable demands or requests of your time or when you take on too much. Yep. Gotta be responsible. So we got to get there by setting boundaries. How do we do this? Boundaries can be thought of as a stop sign in a person's life, but it's not. It ain't a stop sign. It's like one of the ropes with the metal stands. Like, this is a boundary. Wait, what? (laughs) 
a rope. You know, like at the bank. That oh, that's like a boundary, right? The velvet ropes, yeah. Yeah. So you or could the... them or move them, but if the wind yes. blows, they don't necessarily fall over. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can change things around. But um, these are things you can consider, you know, when setting your boundaries, what you your beliefs are, what your values are, particular cultu- cultural customs or family traditions, things like that, you know. <laughs> what? I had a thought the, the next time somebody tells me some dumbass boundary, I'm like, that's a really gauche idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this gauche word. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> My hair is looking rather gauche right now. I have about 12 big twists in them. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I feel like, you know, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, goal setting. Ask yourself, you know, what is the goal or the need in setting this boundary? Starting small is the next one, you know, t- things to consider because um, it might be difficult or uncomfortable. Focus on one thing, you know, of like, I'm not letting this happen no more and, you know, be clear on that and as clear as you want to possibly be, you know, so you can understand exactly where the line is and what it looks like, you know, practice, you know, do it continuously, especially if you don't typically do it. If you don't have healthy boundaries, it's going to feel unfamiliar. You don't want to hold your boundary one time and then let it slide for another year. You know, it's, it's a practice of consistently being treated the way you want to be treated, essentially. Uh-huh. These are for you. Mm-hmm. So practice. If it makes you nervous, write out what you want to say beforehand. You know, look in the mirror. You know, do it like Issa Rae or like you used to do in middle school when somebody tried you. Like, you know, say your boundary. I ain't letting you hold my car no more. Mm. No more. Stay with your chest. No, I <laughs> no scrub. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, just keep it simple. Like, don't overthink it. Like, if like again, we gonna go back to the car because you know whatever. If you don't want somebody to drive your car, you know you have to over-explain it. Just I don't feel comfortable with this anymore, so I'm not gonna do it. That's all. That's it. Uh-huh. No, I don't want your salty eyeballs near me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm putting up a boundary. <laughs> that's more like a preference. <laughs> Wait, that's like what? <laughs> I'd prefer if you keep your salty eyeballs over there. <laughs> no, I you require you to keep them. <laughs> You must. You must. <laughs> you must see, really. I was just, <laughs> oh my God. I said it. I said it. My mouth was open and I was laughing and you said it. <laughs> you must. You must see. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so mature. You're so, <laughs> it's so gauche. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, Why do I love this word? We are. <laughs> You're going to have to keep us on track. <laughs> I think she's in silent mode because she's already off track. <laughs> Literally. Oh, I'm going to feel her in later. <laughs> With what? All the salty. Oh, <laughs> no. Salty eyeballs. <laughs> I still don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you too. I do. Cola. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> Listen to the benefits of setting boundaries. <laughs> stop it! It won't stop. <laughs> okay, stop. Benefits of setting. Uh, this is a boundary. You must stop. Yes. I- <laughs> okay. The reasons why you should definitely do this is one: you're going to avoid burnout. Doing too much for too many people is any easy way to get burnout, stressed out, mad, turned out, all that stuff. Less resentment is the second benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't be mad at people and you won't be upset at yourself and you won't be pissed that you're doing something you don't want to do and then finally more balance you're adding balance to your life when you are able to just relax and chill and binge watch a show or stay up as late as you want or go to bed early or I don't know go out to eat and not share your bite of food with anyone you know whatever that feels like You fucking do that shit. And you're going to do it because you set a healthy, clear boundary. Being with a partner could be a little tricky with setting boundaries because you're a bit sensitive to them and their needs. And you want to make sure that your boundary is not a wall to them, you know? So these are some tips specifically for intimate partnership and boundaries. It says resist reactivity. Set the tone for the talk by being calm. If you're upset, angry, aggravated, it could trigger a a negative reaction or a reactivity from your partner. Pick a time when you're both relaxed and receptive to the conversation. I've also seen a lot of couples have like a phrase or like a thing that they say when they want to have like an honest moment where, okay, this might hurt you, but we gotta have this honest moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like or a safe word. Yeah, or yeah, safe word, safe phrase, a sentence. Ours so, is gauche. <laughs> <laughs> I want mine to be like, can we get nose to nose real quick? Like, Aww. I know. I just thought of that. Mine will be like real shit. I <laughs> want. I want to get touchy. I want to because I, I feel like that's the best way for us to be relaxed and be receptive. Like, I want to be on top of you. And I need you to hear what the fuck I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Is that overcrossing a boundary? They like me to touch them if they're my partner. Because that physical touch is, we got to do that. Okay. Second is avoid saying you. It can sound very accusatory. And that's typically a, a good communication yes. tool across yes. the board. I feel, and going from your point of view is much more easy for them to you know hear 
from what you're feeling, what you're perceiving, instead of you do this, you don't do that, you did, you don't, you know, so. Definitely sounds judgmental in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, along with the tone and, you know, the calm, thinking about how you say it. And then also be fully present, right? Make sure you you're not flipping through your phone and you're not, you know, half looking at the TV, trying to watch the game through them or nothing like that. You know, give them their, their give them your full attention and, you know, wait for the same thing, vice versa. And, you know, that'll keep your lines of communication open. Like, yeah, get nose to nose with them. I think mine would be something like, I need to hold your hand. Oh, yeah. I want to touch you when we talk about this. Yeah. Toilet seat, motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. I have another fun one. Setting boundaries with parents. Very different from intimate relationships, but still very intimate. So studies have shown that addressing problems with parents can be super stressful on children. Absolutely. So here are some suggestions that will help you. Number one, be respectful. You have the power to set the tone for the conversation just by being respectful. Think of it as an opportunity to come to them as a confident adult. You know? You want to be seen like one. You got to act like one. Hey, parents, rents, mom, dad, Tina, Bobby, got to talk to you. (laughs) Bobby. I don't think they'll find out. Respectful, so don't do it. <laughs> your parents don't care, and they told you that a long time ago. But anyway, have the discussion to begin with. You know, one study indicated that when adult children took a passive approach instead of avoiding or accepting a problem with a parent, it increased their depression. Instead, sitting down and have a calm Instead, sitting down and having a calm, rational discussion helps. So, when it's with a rational person, you're right. Your parent got to be rational to have a rational conversation. Need y'all to give me the other version of this. Well, (laughs) it says stay cool and calm. Your parents may react or get upset during this conversation. Why you can't control the choices they make, you can control your own response. If you stay cool and calm, they may too. (laughs) and then again keep it simple pick a small number of things to address such as the one that is bothering you the most and focus on that setting boundaries with friends avoid ghosting avoid gossiping and first set the tone stay calm and do it the right way avoid ghosting Uh, bummer at that one (laughs) it could be hard to deal with something directly that's my Ain't nobody gonna tell me I can't be Casper. I, I'm definitely the friendly ghost. Right Hello, out the door. See ya. That's one of my other personalities. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Casper avo- is real good friends. <laughs> Avoiding a friend or ghosting them prevents them from knowing the issue. Avoiding the issue altogether means they can't grow from the experience, and it doesn't allow you the opportunity to practice healthy boundaries. But sometimes you need a long time. How about that be a thing too? Like, I think a long time is a boundary. Yeah, it yeah. is. But it says ghosting. That is very specific. And you say avoid a long time. 
is that ghosting like but when you go into solitude like how do you I guess I guess you got to put up a do not disturb sign or we'll be back in shortly dot 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 well this is like (laughs) you have to make an announcement or can you right well this is specifically in terms of setting a boundary with a friend not how to operate in your own life now if something has happened with your friend and then you haven't been talking to them and then you go in a shutdown mode that's something different but if you just are avoiding talking to them it's not gonna help have a healthy boundary it's not gonna help them grow from the experience and it doesn't help them know the issue to begin with it's avoidance but it's not i mean i was just doing this literally problem and i gotta fix me sometimes i was just doing this though i had an issue with a friend and i was avoiding them i wasn't i was avoiding slash ghosting slash you know all that you avoiding yes (laughs) (laughs) with 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 real intention you know not because of like I didn't want to have to deal with it I just felt like it wasn't going to go anywhere and I didn't want to go around in circles So it was just like, until I'm ready to ride this ride, I'm going to stay outside. So it was more, it was more so me procrastinating and delaying versus full out ghosting. But I was avoiding at the time because I just was like, I ain't got time for it. Like, But is that really avoiding? I felt like that was a boundary that you just, you know, set for yourself, like. I, I feel mean, like this isn't really going to go anywhere right now. So I'm just going to table it for a while. I mean, but yeah, I mean, same deal. It's like, I feel like reading this, that's what I did. Like, I'm not, I'm looking at what it's saying and that's what I did. When, because it is because of some form of a boundary of me, you know, being heard. And I wasn't heard in the way that I felt that I needed to be heard. So I was like, I don't want to try to have another conversation with you about this or something else or something else when this last thing isn't even resolved for real. And it's not, I don't feel like I'm being heard for real. So that's basically what it boiled down to. So again, it wasn't like full out like, uh, I'm ghost ghost, but I know for sure that I was avoiding having to deal with that because I don't know where that could go, where it is going, where it has gone, you know, whatever. It was un- it was an unknown unknown and I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I feel you. It'd be like yeah. and sense. then avoid gossiping. While it can be tempting to discuss friendship frustration with mutual friends, this can get back to your friend and potentially hurt them. How gauche. Thing. Yep. Very Marlo with mine. Like I said it to your face though. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean? You know I said it. <laughs> I said it last time I saw you. <laughs> All right. And then finally setting boundaries at work. And I know a lot of people find that very difficult too, just because you don't want to shit where you eat, but mm. also you don't want to be shitty. Hello, I got 
I think it's easier for me to set boundaries at work than it is in my, in my personal life. Well, you've already worked in a management and leadership position, so you had to do that walking through the door from the gate. Somebody who's only worked on the side of, you know, one part of the chain of command, they don't have to necessarily show up in a way where they like, I'm about to set some boundaries and, you know, you about to lose your (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just go over there and do that. Go stack the boxes or whatever. You know, it ain't too many boundaries if you, like the people who work at a warehouse and they drive the the trucks, the little forklifts. Forklifts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, if you have to clock in, you have to take a break at a certain time, you have to go to the bathroom, you have to park your truck, you have to put, like, you can do all that on your own. There's not really too much involvement with somebody else unless y'all gotta do a team lift or some shit, you know? (laughs) Other than that, you could be on your headphones, riding around, picking up, dropping, doing your thing. Whereas, you know, managers, supervisors, team leads, all of that, they gotta do more peopling. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you gotta set boundaries with yourself, first of all, for work and how you wanna show up at as an employee. And not just, oh, I'm gonna, you know, do a good job at work, but, you know, a time to stop, a time to take a break, a time to go home. Not getting off work at three o'clock, but staying at work to seven thirty because you filing something, you know, that goes back to boundaries with your time and boundaries with your, you know, things that you need for yourself. Secondly, is the chain of command. Be mindful of the chain of command at work. If you're having a problem with a colleague or manager, you can't speak to them directly. Look through um, the chain of command, usually through HR, of course, human resources, or somebody directly under that who can still deal with the issue and then of course avoid gossiping because people like gossip at work too especially people who work in those communal jobs maybe while working at walmart or the call centers they know everybody business girl <laughs> i'm gonna find out some business <laughs> i'm just <laughs> i like to be informed <laughs> And then real quick, finally, they just have a few statements that people can use for when they get tongue-tied or don't know what to say. And they're super simple. The first one is I statements. I feel blank when blank is said to me. So you can communicate how you feel. I feel humiliated when... Now look what the fuck you just did. It said to me. (laughs) You know? Another one is when this happens and whatever that is, blank, I feel this. So, again, tell them how you feel. When this event occurs, I feel like this. When you feel disrespected, you can say, I don't like the way I'm being spoken to right now. I would like to talk about this, but right now is not the time. It's a no for me. (laughs) Right. It's a flat out. I don't want to talk about it. I would prefer to discuss this when we can be calmer about it. Trying to buy yourself some time. Not cave in and say yes to some shit you don't want to say yes to or whatever. Don't really know. 
I'm not sure right now. Can I come at you once I've thought about it? I need that. That's a good one. That is a good one. I'm not sure right now. Can I come to you once I thought about it? I like it. Next. I need more time to think, but I will get back to you. I mean, I think I use that one a lot when the second one. Yeah, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Definitely. I need more time to think about it. Yeah, I'll get back to you. I feel like that's easier worded too. Like, I Oh, I'm not ready. I'm you processing right now. So, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one you don't want to talk about it. This is when you're trying to buy yourself some time. Like, hey, we got this limited time offer about this cruise through Miracle Ooh. Cruise Network. Like, mm, let me Google y'all. Have to process it. Let me Google y'all real quick. <laughs> I need more time to think about it, but I'm gonna get back to you. How long is this offer good for? <laughs> that's what I did when I was refinancing my car he called me and I was like listen I need some time to consider my options how long is the offer good for let me know and he got back to me it wasn't no for me I got it through (laughs) somewhere else (laughs) it was but you know I needed something else to compare it to so yeah when you want to say no but with a little more explanation it's a (laughs) <laughs> Bubby, like explanation what do you mean <laughs> you know whatever like if somebody like could you host my baby shower you wouldn't say it's a no for me if you... <laughs> why not <laughs> why wouldn't I <laughs> <laughs> because you I mean if somebody's asking you to do something first of all that's like Obviously, if they're asking you, they're at least that much close to you. So you, yeah. And obviously, if you're that close, I'm gonna tell you some real shit. Like, okay, well, maybe for y'all, my fuckers, <laughs> but maybe somebody out here listening needs to hear this. So okay, okay, I got it. I cannot. <laughs> I would love to, but my plate is really full right now. So like, that's a no with a little more explanation. I would if I could, but I'm unable to help with that right now. I really appreciate the invitation, but I'm not interested in participating. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, but kind of just discredits whatever I just said nicely first. I mean, it's it's no, but with a little explanation. It's not changing it. I can't even do that. Right. (laughs) Okay, so you can... So you I can't can, even do that. That sounds good. No. You can, <laughs> you can put the you can put the main part in the front. You could say, I'm not interested in participating, but I really do appreciate that invitation. You can start there. Start with the other side. Uh-uh. I'm unable to help with that right now, but I would if I could. <laughs> no, I just can't do it right now. My plate is really full right now. <laughs> Otherwise, I would love to. You know, if who called me Becky? It's like shouting, "No!" <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, boundaries are the limits of appropriate behavior between people. Oh, that's and... a good one for boundaries, for real. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Setting boundaries can be challenging, but boundaries ensure the relationship is healthy for everybody. Okay? That's it for 1111. 
We'll be back with horror stories. Hi guys, welcome back. It's MJ here. We're going to talk about Virgos this week. And if you're unaware, Virgo is from August. A wet diaper. Huh? (laughs) You are such a butt. (laughs) She said a wet diaper. (laughs) Well, Virgo's birthday is August 24th through September 22nd. And a Virgo is a mutable sign. So it's ruled by the speedy planet Mercury. And its element is Earth. So it's Hmm. supposed to be well-grounded when they're at their best. But Virgos are practical thinkers, capable of bringing structure to the lives of those around them. However, when... uh, Oh, however, when their sensitive, nervous, and digestive systems fuck up, Virgos Mm -hmm. can become their own worst enemy. Baby. What? I'm experiencing that life now. That's what it says. Virgo Say is, that one more time. If they if they're what fucks if they're they not sensitive, care, nervous, and they'll be miserable. System. So when they have Wait. a certain amount of anxiety, they're miserable, right? Yes. Um, so Virgos are wonderful organizers who are appreciated by any group of which they are part of, but their private lives are their own and they can be very secretive about them. <laughs> so a little bit about their strengths they're structured orderly and prepared they're pragmatic realistic and matter of fact and then their weaknesses they can be unresponsive unsympathetic cold compulsive tight and unyielding okay yes yeah i'm not gonna sit up here and lie to y'all and say i've read anything positive about virgo um, really? I'm yeah. just waiting for something good. Like I'm 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 wanting to be proven wrong because my only experience is with my mother. Well my, my only my main experience with my mother and grandma is while I really love them, they are a handful sometimes. Yeah. Feeling over. So I was reading a um article about a guy and he was talking about how he dated a Virgo. And some of the responses to his article were interesting to me because the responses, like I said, they weren't necessarily positive and the like, not at all. Like I'm not even going to allude to the fact that they were positive. So one response said a burger will cry, whine and complain about anything that doesn't go their way or if they are losing at some type of competition that's only in their heads as <laughs> as in the other person doesn't know what the Virgo is competing with them Gosh. about. Um, another girl said um, she's usually compatible with Virgos, but she attracts them a lot. So also in her statement, she was like, I attract Virgos a lot, but really? I'm not sure what it is in me that attracts the Virgo. I'm like, what is your sign? Right. And she said, over time, she noticed that most Virgos do complain a lot in private to those who are closest to them. Oh, fuck. And they come across as casual conversation people, but they're very dramatic, whiny, and they believe that they have been wronged in every facet of the word. Stop playing. I don't think I've experienced that in that way. Yeah, not in that way. I feel like like some of that could be like you know low vibrational un 
unevolved Virgo isms. That must just be them in general. Then I mean, everybody has a positive and a negative about them. There's yeah, but characteristics. I also think that how evolved you are in your sign and as your sign will determine how much of those traits you portray or possess. You know, if it's a little bit of whatever. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because like like I said about Scorpios all the time, like we are naturally can be possess- possessive. We naturally can possess those narcissistic traits. We naturally can be vindictive when we are fucked over. But that's only if you are operating in that level of your consciousness. I'm sure an evolved Virgo ain't on that type of time all the time. Like, I just would imagine a, an evolved Virgo would just be more self-aware. It's not that they don't necessarily encompass those characteristics, but you're a little bit more self-aware. Therefore, you know how to operate within, you know, a, the realm of others. Yeah, but I think encompassing something and, and being it is two different things. If I chose to be vindictive, oh, baby, you know I could. Like I would be horrible. Like if I really chose to be what I could be in all the negative ways. But I think once you start to get past that, that's not even anything you want to be, whether you have have the ability to do it or not. You know. So, cause like my auntie Sakina, she a Virgo. As much as she has some of these perf- perfectionist ways and some of the, you know rigid uptight mindset about certain things or the competition aspect or whatever I feel like it's not in all settings I'm pretty sure in her workspace where her having to work in the entertainment industry and all of that she has to be a little more like that but yeah thanks but there are on the serial killers list a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) also Yeah, Virgos are on that bitch. Like, they out there. Like, and they probably almost got away with it because they was perfected. What they probably planned it. They're the, they the ones who don't impulsively kill. Yeah. They plan that they're shit. They're master manipulators. Right. <laughs> Growing they, up with a Virgo parent, I've experienced that part of the like, just liking things in order, not necessarily over you know the top but yeah liking things in order having a place and clean and taking care of yourself i i'm i've experienced that version so i could see that as being a positive trait in a possible partner that's anybody ever dated a virgo nope what about virgo guys what are they like same thing crazy yeah pretty much because that was just a general Oh, oversight of Virgos. That period. was just a general oversight, but I mean, if you want to get into like a Virgo romantic partner, yeah, we could do that. It says, I'm quite curious to know. You know, the fringe benefits of Virgo romantic partners become apparent when scheduling travel, making arrangements and reservations, and planning for the future. Virgos will leave little room for error in their shrewd calculations and need to put such manners in order. Sometimes you will wish they did not need to pin down everything so precisely and left a bit of wiggle room for last minute changes. 
Mm. But for the most part, they will spare you a lot of time and trouble. Generally, Virgos serve the relationship rather than their partners and strive to preserve its integrity as well as its limits. Hmm. That kind of sounds like a Sagittarius a little bit. Psych. <laughs> you know, in regards to serving the relationship as, as opposed to their woman? partner in the relationship. A Sagittarius woman? A Dr. Daddy Wilson Sagittarius. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of them. Yeah. <laughs> Lies, you tell. <laughs> it's all for the good of the relationship, not for the person that I'm in the relationship with. Oh, I'm a little... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's cute or whatever. It, is. it just, yeah. I don't think I would necessarily want to date a Virgo. Earth signs. I'm pretty cool with them. I've never dated a Virgo. I've definitely dated a Taurus and a Capricorn. Several Capricorns. Tons of Caps. All Caps. Cap. Nothing but Cap. (laughs) You know. um, I don't think I've had the experience to be with a Virgo. I think typically water and earth just work well together anyway so most earth signs I tend to be able to get along with even if they have a hard exterior I'm nothing but water I'm gonna soften you up and I'm gonna mold you like clay baby it's not a problem (laughs) but yeah so I mean if it's any Virgos out there fuck with me you know what I'm saying us us Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag water babies. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah, I'm a fire sign. I think I'm a pass on y'all. Scorched okay. earth. Scorched earth. <laughs> Scorched earth, baby. <laughs> it works. You know, it, it's fertile grounds over here. Bad. Yeah. But the ashes could really be great fertilization after. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe from a volcano. So from, maybe a from, standpoint from all oh, the ash. Okay, <laughs> she said <laughs> explosion. <laughs> I have lava yeah. for your earth, you baby. You know, right? <laughs> it's a slow burn. Hey, it is what it is. Wow, there are actual volcanoes that exist in right. real life with <laughs> lava <laughs> that's okay. that come from somewhere like hot red lava. Yes, the floor is lava. Sorry. (laughs) Is that is that it for for our horror stories? That is it for horror stories. All right, y'all. Well, we will be back to wrap up the show. All right, y'all. We are back, and it is time for advice and grievances. And first of all, I just heard this story, and I was like, "They ain't asked my opinion, but we gonna get." Our opinion ask anyway. I'm putting this shit on here. So here's a story. Here's a situation. This man um, calls into, I forget which show he calls into some talk radio. And he's like, all right, so here's my deal. My wife got an inheritance from her deceased uncle. I already sound like, never mind. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) This inheritance was quite healthy of an inheritance. It was enough so much that the wife paid off all her debts with it. Anything she owed anybody. Student loans, car, old this, that, and the third. Credit card, everything paid off completely. Mm -hmm. 
the husband who has been married to her for, you know, eight years, nine years, 10 years, something along those lines, and has been the main provider, asked that she use some of the money to help him pay down some of his debts. Like, hey, you know, could we use some of this towards maybe some of my student loans, maybe whatever, my medical bills or whatever, you know, could Mm. we do that too? And she was like, nah, this is my money. Wow. This okay now. This for me. No, he didn't. My uncle uncle left this over here. And I was just like, okay, so I feel as though we all feel the same. But a lot of people was like, you know, he's selfish. Like she finally has something for herself. And just because y'all married don't mean that you're automatically entitled to her money. But okay. Because you're automatically entitled to his in your mind. Right. And my thing is, baby, you can inherit his debt. So hello. If if he died and you have those debts as a wife, depending on the state you live in, but you could quite possibly, you know. And I feel like as a even if even if you did have to contribute to your household monetarily in some way, he was the main provider. He said you know, I paid the rent, I paid the lights, I paid the mortgage, I mean, I paid the insurance, I paid the car notes, like, he paid the bills. Right. You know? Your house off, ma'am. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right. But, how do y'all feel about that? Like, I feel like I want to ask a thousand and one questions. Like, did she have a, did she work, too? Yeah, she had a job. Oh, okay. She worked. They... I'm guessing it was probably Why you like, feel like that is what I want to know. Probably like a 65%, 35% type thing based on how he was describing it. Like, you know, I'm the main provider. Right. At the end of the day. Like, we do shit together. We are a team. We married. But I'm the main, I'm the breadwinner. Is basically what he's saying. I'm the main provider. I pay all the bills. I, pay I just the don't bills. understand why you wouldn't want to if you're married and you come into a large lump sum of money, like I want to sit down with my with my partner and discuss what we gonna do with this money. Right. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel just, like the I feel like the mindset of marriage is yours is mine is ours from the time that we make that commitment. Now, yeah, like, not everybody ain't the same. Marriage. No, everybody mindset not like that. Some people are like I don't want to marry you because you got child support and I don't want our you know it be certain. Uh-huh. People be doing that, you know, they don't want to file taxes together because it is, you know, there's certain people who still want to keep things separate. Um, but I don't think that it is un- unreasonable for him to ask for you to help him do the same thing. And not even say pay all my debts, you know, hell, put 10000 on my student loans, though, like do something if you got that much money that you could pay off all of your debts. Let's assume her debt was $55,000 and she has, he said, more than four times over that amount that she got. She might be trying to leave him. So I feel like that's what I was just going to say. That's not the exit plan. That's the only, like, that's because I don't know how you could be that selfish and remain in a relationship not thinking it's going to change how they feel about you or look at you at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I feel like that's the only sensible thing like you already feel like this shit is over with the relationship mm-hmm. is done 
And now Uncle Jim Bob left me with the ranch and the money. I'm about to buy. I'm finna go. But I mean, because I can't imagine a woman, especially women being who we are and how we are, loving her man, appreciating her man, riding and rocking out for her man who do for her and feel like, nah, fuck you, bro. I'm finna go. It's like, don't, women out there that feel that way, though. For a man who literally... I mean, well, they don't appreciate them, and I'm pretty sure that has shown up many other ways. Yeah. Before the inheritance came, if that's the case. if Because if, if you don't appreciate me enough to give me help and support when you have the ability to do that, whether that's financial or not, you probably weren't doing that before. Right. Because, mm. I mean, yeah, why, why would you be willing to hold your man down beforehand and pay the bills and contribute how you were contributing I'm pretty sure all the things she probably contributed were the things that she liked to have to do I'm gonna do the internet and the cable and the you know get the gardener to come put some more whatever annuals you know those types of things which that's fine but at the end of the day do you have appreciation honestly to what your partner is doing Right, that their part that they're contributing, like it's supposed to be a team effort. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I was just like, I don't agree. The and 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 if you try to make an escape plan, sis, I don't know your life. That man might be trash, and you know he paid the bills, and he might be a toxic man who think that's all he's supposed to do is pay the bills. Definitely, I don't know. It has, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's more underlying to that. He probably listen. This is a perfect example of what the question I be asking. Like, what he be telling people about me? This is probably the type of shit he say. (laughs) I mean, yeah, because I mean, it was the husband who called in, so he's going to tell the story from. His, <laughs> but the way he said it sounds real fucked up on his behalf. It does case, straightforward. Like I mean, uh, if it's just cut and dry, regardless. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Okay. But if he's a grandiose narcissist, baby. Go somewhere, sit down, mind you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take this shit, then leave. Hello, then leave, and, and that's just that. Yeah. Okay, so here's um one from. Aviana. It says, my roommate of a month is now telling me that my boyfriend is not allowed in our apartment anymore. Mm. So allow me to elaborate. My roommate and I just moved in together on the 1st of June into an apartment where my name is the only name on the lease, bills, utilities, and tenant insurance. The hell kind of roommate you got? I mean, it might be like they can't get on the lease or they don't want to because it's going to be short term. Everybody don't have a roommate agreement or a roommate lease who gets a roommate, you know? I mean, I just did that and we lived together for years, you know? So, but anyway, my boyfriend has a camp job where he works eight hours north away from me two weeks at a time with one week off. So getting to see each other when we can is important for us and our relationship. He did show up at my house when I wasn't answering the day he got back from camp to see me. But my roommate told him to leave peacefully, and he did. She said she didn't mind us hanging out after that. When we do hang out at my apartment, which is entirely in my name, bills and all, we stay in my room as much as possible as not to inconvenience her. Sometimes we cook, but when the food is ready, 
We tidy up and scurry back off to my room. He's only been over a few times the past month, maybe three nights total. Yesterday, she tells me she moved out of where she was because she didn't want to be around, essentially, men. And also mentioned she doesn't know why, but she's uncomfortable and doesn't want to leave her room when he's there. And that I'm no longer to ha- no longer allowed to have him in my home when she's there, even if she's already in her room. As much as I feel the need to respect her comfort, I can also can't help but also feel a bit unfair. We ain't noisy. We haven't. We don't even do the deed in my house, not to increase her discomfort, as she is asexual. He's the only person that I brought over to my new apartment, and she done brought all her friends and family. Sometimes without permission. Family is different. What is the best way to handle this? I know her, and I know to me. have a discussion. Yeah, it's a no for me. You gotta go, boo. <laughs> They said, well, Aviana said they they don't have an agreement or anything like that, but what should I do? Please help. You just said no. She should tell her, um, Ariana, let your roommate know, baby. I can respect your uh, wishes of not wanting to have him around and we'll stay in my room. I'll let you know and we'll make it so y'all don't have to pass each other, but you can't tell me who can't come see me. He ain't did nothing to you, and if you got a problem, maybe Ariana, you need to consider him being your roommate. <laughs> right? Did she say that? Because he be gone told enough. Her she felt uncomfortable with the boyfriend or something. She yes, sounds she like said... she's generally uncomfortable with men, which is fine. That's your business, yeah. but you can't impose your lifestyle on her. She did say she don't know why, but she's uncomfortable and doesn't want to leave her room when he's there. I feel so like she you should have an honest conversation. Y'all need to be talking about that. Why is it that you're uncomfortable? Well, that might be a bigger bag for her to unpack. It. Say, she ain't got to know why. She ain't got to say why. Yeah, but you can't make me not live my life because of your why. You don't need to live here, and if it's that deep, yeah, and it's not gonna be any sweat off your back because you didn't sign e motherfucking thing. You could just leave and go hop in somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that just sounds like too much. I can't. I cannot. I can't. That would be my response. Uh, this is a roommate. good example I of can't. a boundary right here <laughs> for both of them. I think the they didn't name the other person. I'm just going to call them Susie. Aviana did not name, but I feel like Susie is expressing her boundaries of like, I don't like this shit. But if Aviana does not like speak up yep. and say no I'm not with this and allows her her nigga not to come over because this you don't in the know. room with the door closed is mad about something or upset or uncomfortable even though it's he's not even that sound like yeah it sound like jealousy to me no she said didn't somebody mention asexuality it's something mm-hmm. yeah she just sounds like she don't relate but like that's this is a a perfect example of a you problem a you problem <laughs> yeah like you what except the world but you out here telling somebody that how they can't live like that's not how that works she's not imposing her lifestyle on you are not at all so you you're being unreasonable uh Susie roommate yeah roommate roommate gotta go later <laughs>
<laughs> Ariana, you gotta look for a new roommate. That's the advice. Period. Or stay by your damn self. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this, and they only have been living together, not even a full month. They moved in on the first of June. Bye. I mean, it's been okay. So, it, yeah, it ain't been a full thirty days yet, but she, she ain't even unpacked. The boy ain't even been there for three full days. Like, what's mm-hmm. the problem? Her before she finished unpacking, that she got to go. I mean, did she date the boyfriend in the past or some bullshit? She is asexual. She is. <laughs> what the fuck life. does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what? Neutral. <laughs> I don't need sex. That sounds like a personal problem. You gotta right. go. You gotta go. Six, six don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, should I do another one? I think that's it. I think that's good. We're good. I, I have nothing. Do y'all but do y- we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so Aviana, all I would say to you, darling, is definitely a hundred percent. In some real advice, use your words. Say to her, say to her in a real way, like I understand that you're uncomfortable, but it also makes me uncomfortable not to feel at peace and at ease in my home. I say my pay- capital letters. <laughs> my home <laughs> does it sound like she forgot I mean she wants it to feel like their home our home you know I understand that but you have to let her know like I also too cannot be uncomfortable right. and if the, if we can't come to a agreement which like he's gonna come over here so that's really just it we already are doing everything else we possibly can to consider you and if you think that he's just absolutely not going to come over here, he is. And if that's going to truly bother you, then you you got to figure out where else you want to go. That- and we can figure out a time frame. He's gone, what, eight weeks at a time? So the next time he leaves, you got that much time to move out to your next place. Because he will be back on the 19th when the eight weeks is up. Or however many weeks at a time. I thought it was three <laughs> I'm thinking about eight hours. That's what I yeah, said. Yeah, girl, Susie got to go. Or by the time he come back the next time, get over it. Yeah, one or the other. Well, that's what we got, um, Aviana. Um, so we can go ahead and get to our affirmation if no one else needs advice or got some shit they want to air out of their chest. Oh, I do. Let me tell y'all about my experience when I had to go to the ER. Ooh. Oh, we finna air some shit out. What's the hospital name? Because we gonna call them the fuck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Who did it? What's the doctor name? <laughs> Getting aired out today, Dr. Patrick Doctors. <laughs> so let's make it clear. I didn't see a doctor. All I saw was a nurse practitioner at both locations. So I stopped okay. up going to the urgent care. And I get to Piedmont the urgent care. Um, Piedmont Urgent Care. Mm, okay. So I went to the urgent care, and you could tell that they were a little busy. But I had made an appointment already, and I was sitting in the room waiting. And the lady comes in there, and of course, you know, because I had been trying to doctor on it myself, you know, I had my little mm-hmm. band aid on or whatever, and you know, I unwrapped my knee, and she was like, "Well, let me see what's going on," and I was like, 
you can see what's going on. Like my leg is substantially larger than the other one, and the shit is bright red. Yikes. And like <laughs> this is obvious. So she pulls out the band-aid, and of course, you know, I have an open wound. And the open wound, of course, starts leaking <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my God, just her reaction. I had never seen anybody in the medical field just react. What she said, she, she, she said. She said, oh, my God, ew, look Not at ew. it. It is so nasty. And I said, it's said nasty. She did. <gasps> she did. And she oh, was screaming at no. the top of her lungs. And she was like, oh, my God, it's so nasty. It's leaking. Let me go get something to clean it up or whatever. So she goes and she gets, you know, something to clean it up or whatever. And the nasty? Nasty? Yeah, she said it was nasty. I'm about to punch her right now. Like, <laughs> <What>? lady, <laughs> that's the best word you can think of. He's so unprofessional. <laughs> then foretells, you know, proceeds to tell me, oh, okay, when's the last time you had a um, what do you call it, a TV shot? tetanus shot? Right, a tetanus, tetanus shot. When was the last time you had one? And I was like, girl, I am middle of my thirties. I don't know, I don't know. like <laughs> fifteen years ago. And she was like, well, maybe we'll be able to look it up. So she goes and 15 minutes roll by. And then she sends somebody else in the room basically to discharge me. So I said, wait a minute. What you going to do to me? I said, wait a minute. She didn't (laughs) come back. She's not going to tell me nothing, whatever the case may be. She didn't do nothing. She just cleaned off my wound. And basically she said, well, we just suggest that you go to the ER. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, why do I need to go to the ER when basically all you're going to tell me is, we clearly see that it's an infection in the womb because now I'm leaking not just blood, but I'm leaking like pus and yellow. So you know it's infected. Stop doing that noise. <laughs> I you can think a- of so many more words than nasty, like unfortunate, yikes. Right. Or are you okay? <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh, what about how did you make it? How'd you do this? Yes. Exactly. Like, you but know? just ew, it's nasty. It's ew, oozing. Nasty. Like, oh. Not oh no, I wasn't expecting this. Let me clean it up. <laughs> like, I would right. never say that to anybody. Ew, that's to nasty. anybody. Like if I was a kid, I would be terrified. I would say it to my kids if they brought me something that <laughs> thing on them is nasty. <laughs> As a professional, I and just wouldn't like, say ew you... nasty in general. And if like, you work ew. in the medical field, you should. <laughs> You should see shit like this on a regular basis. I was basis. just about to say, like, have you never seen pus before? Because oh, no. I got an ingrown fingernail once, and that uh, shit started pussing. Like, because yeah. it was like, bitch, we trapped in here, and something is happening. Ouch. Pus Unfortunate, is of, maybe? Like, she's still trying to find an <laughs> adjective to nasty. He could have used <laughs> all of the other words except for her reaction in general. Could have been better. Awful. <laughs> All I needed was some antibiotics and for you to Not clean my good. wound and a shot. And I can go home, right? But they still sent you to the ER but to you go. you sent me to the ER. I get to the ER. Because she star. didn't want to do it with her bitch ass. She didn't want to. Oh my God. I just Because it was ill, nasty. Because it was nasty. <laughs> what is uh-huh. This is what happens when y'all um, motherfucking what them other spa people be doing. Oh. What? The med spot people go get their nurse practitioner. Bitch, I was gonna say this is what happened when you lie on your resume. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. 
Like, girl, you was a CNA. I feel like what? CNA is C plus two. I don't understand. My mother would never say that if she is a <laughs> healthcare aide, not even a, any of that. She would never say ill that. Girl, I was at my mama's house and she was looking at it and she still didn't even say ill nasty. Ill nasty. She wouldn't say anything like that. She's like, oh, well, we need to clean this up. Like, I was going to ask a point question, but I'm not going to do that. Please. But then, like, don't do that or please do I want to hear the question. What was her name? Yes. (laughs) I don't even know. No clue. Ill nasty, that was her name, Doctor. Doc, Ill. no, nurse. Ill, nurse nasty. How about <laughs> nurse nasty? Mm-mm. It's too much. <laughs> nurse too much. not. No, nurse nice nasty. <laughs> she ain't even. She is ill nasty. Like you just. She nasty. don't know how to be nice, <laughs> girl. What? I am so upset. You had that experience. So what happened at Wellstar? You said you got to Wellstar because I fought with Wellstar. They did you right? No, uh-huh. they didn't. And this is oh, the damn. first time that I had an experience like this at Wellstar. Damn, they're my people. It's what they did. Well, let's just say they were very, I mean. Feel nasty. No, it, was a, it wasn't not a bad experience. But coming you, from. You was already aggravated. So it wasn't. Right. I was just like, y'all, I all I need is a prescription. I don't even need to like. I'm in pain, but I'm me. I'm taking me. a leave over here, so I'm good on that. I just I'm need you to make sure that I get my little tetanus shot and some antibiotics, and I can go on by my life. So basically, all of these doctors' offices and these nurses' stations is gauche as fuck. <laughs> right, just real, real shitty, real <laughs> shitty. But I did have some very much. Some real entertainment when I went to Wellstar, though. Oh, what'd you see? <laughs> this man came in. He had broke his whole arm. The bone was sticking oh, out. God. No. <laughs> Another guy came in and he chopped his finger off. Oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> Girl. I would have been in that waiting room and I would have got up and went home like clearly this is a sign that it could be worse. I would have just hopped Listen, what the sign is, is that men are bitches when it comes to pain. That's what that is. Because that man came here. He said, oh my God, somebody help me, please. It's my finger. I said, if you don't shut the hell up. It was off. I would be doing the same thing. No. It's off. O-F-F. It wasn't like he was holding it in the other hand. He was holding it together. Halfway off. Still. Listen, maybe I just got a high tolerance for pain, but by the time I got there, I was just like, oh my god. I know I don't. I would have been in there with that motherfucker. We would have been the drama queens. I would have been the smiling face. He would have been the crying face. We would have been in that bitch dramatic together. (laughs) He would have showed you and you would have said, ew, that's <laughs> not ill, nasty. Like who's what? What the fuck? That sounds so like 1991. <laughs> right. She might as well take that shit off and say doo-doo brown. <laughs> like what? Nasty. <laughs> she should have took it off and be like, okay, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Too much. Cause you nasty. <laughs> Good night. Yes, that would be good too. That <laughs> you got the you got the, the affirmation. affirmation. <laughs> I, 
in the spirit of setting boundaries <laughs> the affirmation is I am not here for it <laughs> <laughs> can't <laughs> I ain't gonna do it <laughs> oh lord god <laughs> Jesus Jesus Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> okay y'all well this wraps up this tantalizing nighttime teasing episode of uh, spiritually clash at the podcast feel that we will actually be back before you know it with another episode. So we will catch you then <laughs> next week. <laughs> we out. Later. Later. <laughs>